It's a lovely time of praise and worship. Like Tanya said in the beginning, it's not about how many people are on stage. It's about the condition of our hearts, amen? And it's so good just to enter into his presence and know that he's here and uh, praise God. You're going to have a great time. We are having a great time in his presence. And I pray now that as we get into the word of God, that it will be meaningful to you. Again, as you know, the children's ministry will begin in February. Okay, kids, 5th of February is when kids' church begins. And so until then, we are having like family services. So I'm talking to big people and little people. Amen. So I'm going to be a little bit childlike, more than I usually am. How many of you know there's a difference between being childish and childlike? Childish is foolish, but childlike is good because Jesus said we have to be like children in terms of the simplicity and of receiving the word of God. So children, are you here this morning? Let me say hello. Hello, kids. Yeah, I can hear kids of all ages answering back. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. That means you're listening, okay? And so as, I, as we dive into the Word this morning, you know, it will be good to, to get some feedback. And today, we're going to be talking about light of the world. There it is, light of the world, okay? Um, often, when Jesus spoke about himself, you would say, I am dot, dot, dot. All right? For example... Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, right? Kids, can you remember anything else that Jesus said? I am what? Anyone? I am what? I, I can't hear a whole bunch of things. Just say it all louder. One, two, three, go. There you go, a number of things, okay? He said things like what? I am the good shepherd, I am the truth, the way, the life, yeah? And somebody shouted over there, I am the light of the world. And that's the I am phrase that we are looking at today, all right? Um, and someday we'll do a study on all the I am phrases, but today we're going to focus on this one. John chapter 8, verse 12 is our scripture for today. John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus speaking, and he says, I am the light of the world. That's a big statement, eh? I am the light of the world. Then he says, whoever follows me will never be in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we need to understand this. Jesus is not talking about this light. Amen? I wish he was. Then we wouldn't have ESCOM problems. Hallelujah. And, and guess what? A day is coming when he will be the light of this world. You know, in heaven he is the light. There's no darkness in heaven. No ISKCON problems in heaven. Their light shines all the time. <laughs> all right? But he's talking about spiritual light and giving the light of life so that we know how to do life. And so Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of, let's talk about light a little bit. Guys, I want you to imagine that you are in a dark room in the middle of the night. Dark room in the middle of the night and you wake up and it is so dark that you can't see your hand in front of your face. So dark that it is. Can you imagine that? Okay, close your eyes and imagine the dark room. All right. Now, if that were to happen, would this, what is this? 
Yeah, a lamp. Yeah, that's it. A globe. I like a lamp. Okay. In the middle of a dark night, would having a lamp turned on be good news or bad news? Yeah, good news. Because if in a dark room I turn on the light, I will know where to walk. You know that even if you know your room well, in a dark night you still bump into things. And you can still get hurt. So a light, okay, a lamp in a dark room is very good news. Now imagine something else. You're walking, you've gone camping, and you got lost. In the middle of the night, you got lost walking in the bush, in the woods. And it's one of those nights, there is no moon shining, it is cloudy, and it is very dark. And now you don't know, where's the path, where do I go, am I going to bump into trees, am I going to fall in a ditch? So if you're in that situation, and you have one of these, what is this? Yeah, it's a torch, yes. Is this good news or bad news on a dark night? This is good news, yeah, because then I can switch the thing on and I can see where I am going. This on a dark night when I'm walking in the field, is very good news. One more. Imagine you are the captain of a ship, okay? You're the captain of a ship, big ship, and you're coming towards land. You're, coming, you're going to arrive now. But there are rocks in, 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 by the shore and so forth, and you don't want to bump into rocks. But you're moving, and you're approaching the shore. Now look at the screen. Do you see that thing on the screen? What is that thing called? A lighthouse, yes. And lighthouses are placed where there are rocks near the shore. And that light of the lighthouse, that light can go far. It can pierce the darkness. It can pierce even if there's fog and mist. It can pierce that. And when a captain sees that light, he knows, oh, oh danger ahead. I must turn. I must move away. That lighthouse prevents that captain from running into the rocks with his ship. So tell me, is a lighthouse on a dark night good news or bad news? Yeah, it's good news, good news. So when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, do you think it's good news or bad news? Good news, because you know what? Light is always good news. Amen. The only time light is bad news is when in the middle of the night you go to the kitchen to steal mommy's cookies and as your hand is in the jaw, the light goes on and mommy is there watching you. And then suddenly light is very bad news. Huh? But generally speaking, light is good news. <laughs> All right? And even there, there's a lesson, okay? So, let's see what Jesus said. When he says, I am the light of the world. Now, you must understand, when Jesus said this, he was speaking to Jewish people, okay? The Israelite nation. You know, those guys that came out of Egypt and, 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 and. So, when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, do you know what they heard? They heard Jesus saying, I am God. Why? Because David, remember David, King David? He wrote poems, he wrote songs, and all the Jewish people until today, they know about King David and they know his songs. Now here's, here's one of the things that David wrote. Psalm 27 verse 1. Psalm 27 verse 1. David said the following, The Lord God is my light 
and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You see, as long as they were at the light of the Lord, and he called God light. And he says, as long as I've got God with me, light with me, I'm not afraid. Because when there is light, when you see around you clearly, you're not afraid. When you go into a dark room or a dark corridor or a dark place, you're afraid. Whoa, what's, can, can I trip? Can I fall? Is there somebody who's going to cock me over the head? You know, you're afraid. But when there is light, you are not scared. And David said, the Lord God is my light. And so when Jesus said, I am the light, they said, oh, David, he was talking about this man. He was talking about Jesus. Jesus is the light. So Jesus is saying that he is God. Oh, so Jesus is saying, I am God. I am the light of the world. I created everything you see. And so if you follow me, if you believe in me, it's going to be good with you. Okay? The other thing that they heard is this. When, they, when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, it reminded the people, the Jewish people, that God had been their light when they left Egypt. Remember, when they crossed the desert, the Bible says that God went with them in a cloud of fire by night. It was a cloud in the day and a pillar of fire by night. We, we, we read about this here in Exodus chapter 13, verse 21. This is, must have been amazing to watch. Exodus 13, verse 21. It says, by the day, the Lord, God, went with them. How? In a pillar of cloud to guide them on the way. And by night, in a pillar of fire to give them light. So they're able to see around them. In the desert, there's lots of little hojas and things that can bite you. Okay? And so that pillar of fire gave them light. It guided them. It protected them. During the day, it was a pillar of cloud. Can you just imagine that? Imagine at night having this massive pillar of fire. At night, this massive cloud. And that's how God went with them. So when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, immediately, oh, when we left Egypt, God went with us. And he was that pillar of light, pillar of fire, giving us light. So they had a clue when Jesus spoke about this. They understood Jesus is saying, hey, I am God. I am the one that went with you through the desert. I am the one that David was talking about that guided him and protected him. So Jesus being the light of the world means three important things to us. Listen very carefully. Number one, it means that Jesus guides us safely through life. Look at that lighthouse. That lighthouse is there to guide ships safely to the shore. If they obey the guidelines, the guide, the guide lights of the, you know, the, the lighthouses, they don't go near there, they follow the other route, they can get safely to shore. And Jesus is our guide as well to get us safely to heaven, to help us through this life so that we can safely get to heaven. See, the devil wants to distract us. He wants to pull us, get us to do stupid things and to believe crazy stuff. But Jesus says, hey, you follow me. You follow me, I will guide you safely to your destiny. I will guide you safely to heaven. 
So when he says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Amen? That means that we can follow him and arrive safely in heaven. The people understood this. They remember the pillar of fire. They remember what David said. Amen? And so they knew. Now, Jesus didn't come us to save us necessarily from the physical dangers of the desert and so on, but he came us to lead us safely in the path of life. In the path that will one day lead us to heaven. It avoids us, but if we believe in Jesus and follow him, it will help us not to believe in wrong things, in believing lies. Amen? So believe in Jesus, follow Jesus, and like the lighthouse guides us safely to shore, Jesus will guide us safely to heaven. But then he also said that whoever follows him will never walk in darkness. And that brings us to our second point. Jesus helps us to what? To see the dangers in the darkness. Jesus helps us to see the dangers in the darkness. Now, it's very difficult to find your way in the dark. Can you imagine how hard it must be for blind people to find their way? One day, Jesus, the light of the world, he came across a blind man. And when this blind man met Jesus, the light of the world, Jesus made it possible for him to see again. Imagine what it must have been like for that man. Having been blind his whole life, all of a sudden, his eyes are open. He can see the sun. He can see the world around him. And he can see Jesus face to face. Imagine that. It must have been like being in a completely dark room and then, boom, you switch on a light. And all of a sudden, you can see again. Jesus is the light. Now you see, everything changed for that man. Because now he could see the light and walk in the light. But Jesus is the one who helps us to see too. Most of us are not physically blind like that man that Jesus met. But you know what? We are all spiritually blind. Walking in the darkness until Jesus opened our spiritual eyes. Without Jesus, we cannot understand spiritual things. People will lie to us and we'll believe them. They'll say, there is no God, and we'll believe them. Or they'll say, no, the God is that animal, and we'll believe them. Or they'll say, no, God is that stone, and we'll believe them. Or they'll say, no, God is in the rivers, there are spirits in the rivers, and we'll believe them. You see, we are blind until we meet Jesus. And he reveals himself, I am your God. There is a God in heaven who reveals himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's the only real God. All the gods of this world are gods with small g and will not lead us to heaven. But you see, when we have the light of Jesus, we can see all that stuff. Amen? And it helps us to know the truth and helps us to walk in the light. There are so many lies out there in, in the world. And even in our own selves, it does, there's the darkness of greed, okay? There is the darkness of lies. Sometimes it's so easy to lie. You know, you want to get out of trouble, so you lie, and you create just more troubles. The, the darkness of selfishness, the darkness of jealousy, the darkness of bad temper. 
All those are dark things in our lives. And with the light of Jesus in us, we can see those things. We can avoid those things. We can turn away from the things. We can see life and we can see things as they really are. Without Jesus, you think that if you tell a lie and you get away with it, you think, oh, that's a good thing. <laughs> and you're proud of it. You're going to break your friends. <laughs> I stole it. I lied and I got away. That's because you're blind. When you've got the light of Jesus, you know that lying is wrong. You don't lie. You're honest. You don't steal because you know it's wrong. You see, you've got the light of Jesus and so many other ways. The light of Jesus in us helps us to see reality, to see what is true and what is not. And it's not just for children because we grow up without the same things. And when we get big and become adults, we think we can, get, we can get away with bigger stuff. And if we don't have the light of Jesus, we can do a lot of damage to ourselves and to others. We all need to have our eyes opened, our spiritual eyes opened by the light of Jesus. Amen? But there is one more. What else? Jesus will never leave us. Number three that you need to know. When he says, I'm the light of the world, he says, I will never leave you. Jesus promised that he'll never leave us. So, so far we've seen that Jesus, the light of the world, he will lead us safely through life until we arrive in our home in heaven. And he also, you'll help us to see things as they really are. Amen? So that you're not walking in darkness. But also, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. What is this? A candle. Now, you know what? Long before lamps existed, candles existed already. And I wonder, how many of you still have candles at home? Yeah, look at that. We all need candles, right? Because sometimes... These things don't work. <laughs> Either because of load shedding or because they blow up. You know, they promise you 50,000 hours and after 10 they go. Sometimes. Anyway. So the fact is this. Why am I using a candle is this. That candles have been with us for a long time. And candles are going to be with us for a long time to come. No matter what fancy lights people invent, there is always going to be a place for the candle. Because always sometime or other, you're going to need the good old faithful candle to light up your night or to light up your room. It has always been with us. It will always be with us. Well, Jesus has always been and he will always be. Amen? And that's why I'm using this candle to remind you that Jesus will always be with us. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And so Jesus promises to be with us. Amen? He is the light of the world. And that presence will never leave us. But we can leave him. You see, we can ignore him. He doesn't go away, but we can ignore him. And so I'm encouraging you, boys, girls, grown-ups, let us understand that Jesus is always with us. We can't see him with our eyes because he's spirit. And he's with us in the person of the Holy Spirit. You can't see him. Sometimes you can sense him, you can feel him, I, I certainly felt him this morning as we were worshiping. I don't know about you, but I could sense his presence. I could sense his love. I could sense his anointing. And we can sense these things spiritually, although we can't see them with our physical eyes. Amen? 
But Jesus is always with you. That means that when you are doing wrong things, he's watching you. Yeah. That cookie you stole from mommy. Mommy didn't find out. But Jesus knows. And that's why it's important that we walk in the light. And when you find ourselves doing wrong things, because sometimes our tendency, sometimes it's easier to do the wrong thing than the right thing. Sometimes it's easier to lie than to tell the truth. Huh? But when you do that, and you sense Jesus talking to you, hey, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, that's not good. What do you do? You go back to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And be my light. So that I don't do those things again. Be my light. And as you talk to Jesus, as you confess to Jesus, as you allow him to speak to you, he guides you and he corrects you. And that light begins to become a guideline in your life. And you begin to follow Jesus instead of following your own instincts, instead of following your sinful friends, instead of following the lies of the world. You begin to follow Jesus. Amen? He is always with you. He doesn't leave you. When you do something wrong, he doesn't go away. He's just waiting for you to turn to him. So that he can give you the strength to overcome those things and put your life right with God. Amen? So, lighthouse to get us to our final destination. A light to help us see reality in our way. A candle to remind us that he's always with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us because he is God. Amen. Praise God. And so I hope that in this short lesson, you will remember this and you take this into the year with you. You need Jesus at your work, at your school, even when you're playing in your sport, you need Jesus to lead you, to guide you, to help you make the right decisions. So I invite you to invite Jesus to be your light every single day. Amen? And so we're going to close in prayer. And as we pray, I want us to praise Jesus for who he is. Who is he? He's the light of the... Amen. And we're going to pray for those that don't know Jesus yet. That they will find Jesus to be their light as well. That they'll turn away from spiritual blindness and live with him and for him. Let's pray for those who are in positions of leadership in the country, in the nation, at school, in our communities. That they would also follow Jesus. Because when a leader hasn't got the light of Jesus, he's going to make stupid decisions. He's going to make bad decisions. He's going to make decisions which leads to corruption and to loss. And to break down of society. Leaders need our prayers. So let's pray for them. Amen. I know sometimes we don't feel like praying for them. We feel like doing something else. But let's follow the word of God. Okay. And pray and trust God for divine intervention. Amen. Come let us pray. Let us stand. And then let us pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father I thank you for. Every person here today, Lord God, those watching us online, those listening to this message, Lord. And thank you for your reminder today, Lord, that you are the light, the only light that this world could possibly have. 
the only light that can save this universe, this world, this planet, this humanity, Lord. And so, Lord Jesus, we praise and thank you for who you are. And we thank you that you are our light. We pray, Lord, for those who don't know you yet, Lord Jesus, who are spiritually blind to your love, to those who are still living in sin. Lord, help us as your people to share your love with them and open their hearts to see you as the light of the world, Lord God, and come to Jesus. And Father, we pray as well for those who are in positions of leadership. At any level in our society, in our nation, around the world, Lord, we pray that they will come to see Jesus as their light as well. That they will realize that all mankind's ideas and all the schemes of this world, Lord God, only lead to death and to destruction. We pray for their salvation. We pray for light in their lives. Lord, I thank you for everyone here, everyone watching. As we go into this new week, Lord, we ask for your divine light to guide us. Help us to see reality. Help us to know what decisions to make. Help us to know when to say yes and when to say no. When to agree, when to disagree, my God. By the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for healing, Lord God. We pray for those who need a touch of healing, Lord. Whether you are in hospitals or in homes, we pray for healing in Jesus' name. For strength, for recovery, Lord God. Let the light of your life and the light of your healing touch those physical bodies for your glory, Father. And we thank you for your presence in the service today. And thank that as we leave this room, your presence goes with us. Because like the scandal reminds us, Lord, you never leave us. You're always with us. Hallelujah. So thank you for your presence, Lord Jesus. And so now, may the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain upon each one of us with your light, guiding us, leading us every single day until we arrive home with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Have a light-filled day and a blessed week. Amen. Give God the glory. Thank you. Praise God.